Hi y'all, this is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer that this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. Then share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement this week. You can also find me at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. Let's get started. I'm so excited about this week's Coffee and Conversation with Amy Sloan. I came across Amy on her website, Humility and Doxology, when I was searching for some fresh ideas on memory work. Now, Amy Sloan and her husband, John, are second-generation homeschoolers to five children, ranging in age from 7 to 17. The Sloan family adventures together in North Carolina, where they pursue a restfully classical Christian education. I love that description of her homeschooling. And if you hang out with Amy for any length of time, you'll quickly learn that she loves overflowing book stacks, giant mugs of coffee, beautiful memory work, and silly memes. Amy's a girl after my own heart. Now, Amy writes at humilityanddoxology.com, where she shares poetry, textbook-free history, and homeschool encouragement. Amy's also the host of the Homeschool Conversations with Humility and Doxology podcast. So get your cup of coffee. You're in for a treat today. Good morning, Amy. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you, Carrie. <laughs> I'm so glad that we could be doing this. Um, like I was just telling you before we started, um, homeschooling is such a blessing to our family. I'm kind of kind of sad that my time as a homeschooling mom is now officially over. Uh, my friend Krista likes to say I was forced into retirement. Um, but I love, love, love talking to mamas who are still in it. And of course, you're a second generation homeschooler. So I love talking to moms who loved it so much that it's their vision for their own family. So um, I think you're a walking testament to the um, homeschooling community. So I'm so glad you can join me this morning. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Like you said, my name is Amy. I'm a second generation homeschooling mom of five. We're kind of in the middle of birthday season right now. So the age range by the time this comes out will be seven to 17 boys on the ends and three girls in the middle. Uh, We adventure together in North Carolina and uh, love our, our books and our inside jokes and, you know, Shakespeare quips in the living room. And, um, yeah, I'm really thankful for people like my mom and my mother-in-law who were willing to do homeschooling when it was not so easy, when you didn't have all these resources on the internet and they were figuring things out for the first time. And I definitely feel like I'm standing on, on their shoulders. I'm very thankful to be able to do this now with my own kiddos. I love it. And when I went to your um, your website, Humility and Doxology, I love how you described your homeschooling style. You said it was restfully classical Christian education. Love it. Can you explain that style to me? Yeah. So I'll kind of go backwards. So Christian is an essential part. Um, I think a lot of times um, we can forget that our theology really has implications for our anthropology. So what we believe about God 
uh, is going to determine what we believe about the humans in our home, whether that's our own identity as moms or our children and who they are. And so our faith is the essential foundation for everything we do in our homeschool and being able to show the kids the connections to all the things that we're learning and how it comes from the character of God uh, is a really core tenet of my approach to education. So that's really important. And then classical, uh, again, that's another term people can kind of throw around and mean different things. But for me, I'm looking at classical in, in a historic sense. So um, asking questions like what kinds of humans do we want to raise? Approaching education with humility and uh, seeking to listen to the wise men and women of many perspectives from many years and uh, believing that there is wisdom to be found there, that we should listen more than we speak. Um, and then restful, um, I think that there can be a lot of pressure to do all the things the right way, to check off the boxes, to do the, you know, 10 right steps to a homeschool. And uh, I like to say that homeschooling is not a vending machine. We don't push <laughs> the buttons to get out the right product. And so being able to rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ, not only his death and his resurrection, but his work, his righteousness that is applied to me. I think that's where we can ultimately find our rest as homeschoolers. So I think those three things are kind of summarize the way I like to approach our education. I love the the emphasis on all of those, but especially the the restful. And I love the vending machine. <laughs> That's awesome analogy. Um, but I'm always telling moms that the key to homeschooling is to rest in the Lord, because if he has called us to do this, we're going to be able to do this, not in our own strength, but in the Lord's. And so resting in him and all that he has done for us and what he's calling us to do. I mean, that's that's the ticket right there. So I love that. Okay. So let's get into the questions. Um, like I said, I love your website, Humility and Doxology. Um, but my favorite part was your free resource, the Year of Memory work. I thought that was fabulous. So can you explain to the moms out there what exactly is memory work and why you feel it's so important? So this is a topic I can talk about and get super excited and giddy about. So I'm so delighted to be able to share this because I think memorization can get kind of a bad rap. Either, you know, people talk about like rote memorization or drill and kill. And so I think when someone hears about memory work, they either think I'm talking about lists of facts and, uh, you know, dates and, and just sort of being able to rattle off things, especially when they hear, you know, oh, you're a classical educator. That's probably what you're doing. Um, or they think I'm sitting there with, you know, a piece of paper and I'm drilling my kids. Okay. Repeat after me. We're going to do this till you get it right. And neither of those things are what I mean by memory work. So in our family, you know, we have limited time and resources and energy, just like everyone. And so I have chosen to prioritize things that are true and beautiful in our homeschool memory work and our homeschool day, because those are the things long-term that are going to, to come back to your mind and bring that hope in a dark time or give you a way to express um, a feeling or deal with the, with the situation. You know, knowing a, a date of, of a particular battle is probably not going to really comfort your heart very much <laughs> when you're, you know, 37 and a mom of five and struggling through the day. But um, being able to recite 
scripture passages and beautiful poetry. Those are the things that come to my mind and are, are, are worth investing the time in. So one thing I think it's important with memory work is choose it wisely. You don't have that much time. So what you're going to memorize, make sure it is of lasting value. Okay. So along with choosing it wisely is also um, including it in a way that is peaceful and joyful. So um, that it's, it's not something that we dread. Oh, we have to memorize something else today, but it's something that we are coming together and sharing this family culture really. Mm -hmm. And so I sometimes like to call it knowing by heart, even more than just memorizing because some of us, maybe it's me struggle more with the memory than others, but even, you know, within the children, some are going to get it word perfect really quickly and others may just never quite get it word perfect. And that's okay too. It's not about being able to fill out the worksheet or pass the test for it. It's, it's about it sinking in and forming the way we think. I love it. And I love that you brought up, um, memorizing things that are beautiful because in, uh, because we did a lot of memory work as well. But for me, the way that, like I, like you said, to choose it wisely was I used Philippians 4.8 as my benchmark, right? And so um, for us, I just felt like memory work was our way to live out Philippians 4.8 so that whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is pure and lovely and excellent, think on these things. So I tried, like you, to give the kids things to think on and to memorize that were beautiful and true and good Lord in this world today. Do they need truth <laughs> that they can come back to? So, okay. I love that definition of memory work. I love that. That was fabulous. Our family did a lot of memory work too. Um, it was always part of our morning time though. So that was what, where I was able to fit it in. But what kinds of things can mem- uh, families memorize and what have been some of your kids' favorite things to memorize? Yeah, so we fit our memory work into our morning time routine as well. I just found that when I would put it off till later in the day, I would just be tired and lack that motivation to do the thing that I really wanted to do, but I had been dealing with like fractions all day and I just didn't feel like it anymore. <laughs> so making sure that it came first, I think, um, has been a real lifesaver to just make sure it actually gets done. But yeah, what kinds of things can you memorize? Well, you can memorize scripture, of course, that is of great eternal living value in our hearts. And I love to focus on longer passages in this memory work time, because you're not just memorizing um, something out of context or a little bitten piece of truth here and there, but you're also seeing the way God thinks and builds on his word. And so I think that's really valuable. Of course, poetry is really fun. Our family loves poetry and Shakespeare. We do everything from the serious, like Death Be Not Proud by John Donne, which is probably one of our family's favorites, to very silly poems like Jabberwocky um, and other nonsense verse. So we don't take ourselves too seriously. Not everything has to be super, super deep and important. You know, it's sometimes laughing together is also of lasting value. And then we also do include some original source documents. So things like the preamble to the constitution or excerpts from speeches or essays. And that's really fun because a lot of times that can coordinate with what we're studying in our history or in another subject. And so it's a great way to, again, listen to the words of some of the greatest men and women of the past and learn from them and 
we're kind of learning to like how to communicate as we pattern their words after them. I think it, it has value in that way as well. So my kids, like, like you, we did Shakespeare. And when I tell people that um, my kids, my daughter in particular, enjoyed memorizing Shakespeare. Um, yes, it was some of his more serious quotes, but I mean, come on, we walk around calling each other jolt heads all the time. <laughs> and, and when my son is telling me all the reasons why his room isn't clean, you know, I'm like, I think they protest too much, you know? <laughs> I love it. Yes. I think people think it's, they have, they have to be too serious or scholarly about it and, you know, dissect all the words and understand what everything means. And sometimes just letting the words roll across your tongue <laughs> and being willing to get up and be silly together and, you know, dramatically say it in your goofiest voice, like that just brings so much joy. And then the kids think of themselves as someone, oh, like I'm the kind of person who likes Shakespeare or I'm the person who likes poetry. So then later on when they're older and actually are studying in a more serious, deep way, they already kind of are like, oh yeah, I like Shakespeare. You know, mm -hmm. I like poetry. And I, and I love that you brought up the silliness too, because um, not only did we do like Shakespeare and, and of course scripture, um, but some of my kids' favorite things to memorize were Shel Silverstein and Roald Dahl, but they loved those kinds of poems too. Um, and we did classical conversations uh, for a couple of years, but the things that my kids really enjoyed memorizing from there were all the jingles. So my son loved all of the history sentences and the history songs. Um, but, you know, I'm a girl from the 80s. So the, the main way that we learned our grammar uh, in our homeschool was Schoolhouse Rock. I mean, yes. we would listen to those and Animal Maniacs and Veggie Tales has some of the greatest songs <laughs> for memorizing scripture. And so, um, I, like you, I just feel like there's, there's always room for beauty and truth. But silliness and those inside jokes, um, those are the things that now my kids are adults. And those are the things that they remember just as much as, um, you know, the serious times we had. And I know in today's world, I made a point memorizing patriotic things because I realized early on that my kids didn't know all those fabulous patriotic songs, the grand old flag and, and things like that. And of course we memorized the preamble and uh, the bill of rights and things like that. But like you, we memorized important speeches. So for new homeschooling moms out there and for moms who already their days, they feel like they're overwhelmed already. Um, you already touched on a few things, but how can they easily incorporate memory work into their days? And, and what are some tips on how to do memory work in just a few minutes a day? Because sometimes we only have just a few minutes. <laughs> I am there with you guys. Life can feel so full and overwhelming. I was telling my husband, sometimes I feel like just coordinating schedules feels like a calculus program. And I never took calculus, you know, right. I don't know how to do this. So the thing I think that's most important with memory work, like in so many things of homeschooling is rather than going out and trying to do some great glorious thing. Um, and you sprint out and you're like, we're going to do 20 things this week. And then you, you get tired and you aren't consistent. And so you just give up. It's always better to do something small and simple that's maybe imperfect, but you yes. actually do it rather than this perfect ideal you've created in your head that you never actually get around to. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would say, pick one thing, just one thing this week. And it could be a scripture passage that you want to memorize or a short poem. 
If you already have a morning time routine, I think that's a great place to put it in, but maybe it's just while everyone's sitting and eating breakfast together, or everyone is sitting and eating lunch together, like something you're already doing, just sort of bring this poem or this piece of memory work into that thing you're already doing. So you're only having to, to make a small adjustment instead of starting a whole new, uh, a whole new habit, right? Um, and then if you you know are successful with that, you can always add in more in the future if you want, but just start small and be consistent. And then one tip, I love to share this with people for memorizing scripture in particular, is we have found that doing it responsibly helps us to do a longer chapter and stay focused the whole time. So I'll just print out the, the chapter alternating verses, light print and dark print. And we take turns being the person to read the light print. And then the rest of us read the dark print. Oh, and it's yeah. amazing because you really have to stay focused. Like when you're coming in, uh, when's your turn to read or whatever. And uh, we have been able to memorize longer passages more quickly with that strategy. That is fabulous. Where were you 10 years ago? <laughs> wow, that is awesome. Okay, okay, yes. So moms, you know, start simple and small and definitely do that tip. That's fabulous. I, I know for us, our family's very musical. At least my kids are. When I sing, I sound like a dead cat. Well, the cat's dead already, but I sound like a cat who's dying. Um, but my kids, they're very musical. And so I found that if I could find whatever we were memorizing, in some sort of song or jingle, um, or if I could get a friend to turn it into a song or a jingle. Um, and we would just listen to the songs when we could. So if the day got away from us, or for whatever reason, we never got to something in our morning time, man, that music was in our car while we were driving, when the kids were doing independent work or art or free time, or my son was building with Legos. I just had those scripture verses or those history sentences or those beautiful schoolhouse rock grammar songs just playing in the background for them. So um, for us, that was, that was a lifesaver. Just if it was in music form, it was being played somewhere um, during the day or during the week. So that is awesome. Okay. I wish I would have known you 10 years ago. That helped. That tip would have been perfect. Well, okay. I'll just say with the, with the Bible songs too, yeah. that can be a great thing to do as a whole family. If you have a time as devotions, as a family, you know, include dad in that. There are great Psalms. Our family loves to sing the Psalms. Uh, there's of course hymns, but also like a lot of just the Bible songs where you have the verses that you can just sing together. And then you can, um, you know, not only be hiding God's word in your heart, but doing it mm -hmm. as a family and doing it to music. Well, I'm going to skip to the, the next question because it, it's a nice little segue. Um, so we used... Um, a product called Seeds of Worship, and they had all these beautiful um, and fun uh, scripture verses to songs. So we use something called Seeds of Worship, but what are some of your favorite resources that you use for memory work? Yeah, we love seeds as well. So <laughs> ditto there. I, I second that recommendation. We also really love the slugs and bugs, seeing the Bible CDs. And uh, well, I say CDs, I know we right, actually stream it, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> but, and I will say that 
not only are those really fun for our younger children, but my teenage daughter has got her friends listening to these now and they will belt them out. It's hysterical and I love it. Um, so yeah, this, the slugs and bugs sing the Bible. Um, they'll take like a verse or a, a short passage and put to music. I remember GT and the Halo Express from my own childhood. I don't know if you knew those, but I recently got, they've been re-released on, on CD actually. And so I got those for my youngest and I still remember so many verses from those, um, from those albums from my own childhood. So it's fun to be able to pass that on to my kids. Um, and then I would just say, um, get a Psalter, the, the a metrical Psalter that has the Psalms that have been set to familiar hymn tunes mm-hmm. and to be able to memorize and sing God's hymnal is, is really a joy and a way mm-hmm. to, to learn those Psalms as well. I love it. And Tell us about your website because you've got an awful lot of great resources there. Yes. So humilityanddoxology.com, you can head there. And um, the first place to stop would be the year of memory work. And that's 52 weeks. I have video recitations. I have free printables. Um, And then every month I've been putting up just what our family is memorizing in any given month and the things we're doing in our morning time. And I have all that uh, for free that you can see and tons of poetry. I just love to share this stuff and I, and just make it less mysterious. Like this is something that any normal mom can do. It doesn't have to be fancy and doesn't have to be, you know, super creative. (laughs) There's no multi-step process. We just sit and we read it together as a family and that joy um, is contagious. And it's great for even abnormal moms like me. (laughs) I mean, I absolutely fell in love with your website, but man, when I saw the the year of memory work, I mean, you just got me right there and I was just soaking it up and I don't even have kids um, to do memory work with anymore. So I love it. So Amy, thank you so much. Um, In closing, just what are some words of encouragement that you can share with the moms about memory work in particular or just homeschooling and the ministry of motherhood in general? I think if I could encourage moms in any way, it would be what I mentioned up at the beginning. um, And that's just about resting in Jesus Christ that, you know, we can so often think that we have to do everything right. And we feel this burden as parents and then 10 times over as homeschool moms, that if we don't do just it just right, you know, we're going to fail our kids and God will not be pleased with us. And just to remember that God is already pleased with us because when he looks at us, he sees his perfect, beautiful son, Jesus. And so if we can rest in that and then move forward in faith, believing that the spirit is the one at work in the lives of our children, that that burden does not rest on us. I think that is the most encouraging thing that I can hear. I need to hear that gospel (laughs) reminder every day myself. And so it's what I'd want to remind um, other homeschool moms as well. Well, you preach it, girl, because fabulous. Thank you. I really enjoyed our time together. I learned so much from you. I'm, I'm so excited about your, your ministry and your, I just absolutely love it. Can you tell uh, real quick? Um, I, Cause I don't want to be remiss about that. Can you tell um, our listeners about your podcast too? 
Yes. So you can find Homeschool Conversations with Humility and Doxology wherever you get your podcasts. You can also watch the videos on YouTube if you prefer. But I have been loving, I have so many amazing different guests, homeschool moms, dads, other educators. And we talk about all sorts of different topics that relate to our lives as homeschool parents. And it's really just an excuse for me to get to talk to cool people. So (laughs) it's very fun. But I would love to have your listeners um, pop over and subscribe and listen in. I love it. And thank you again, Amy. Thank you so much for for joining me and for sharing all of your knowledge. And um, it's just been a joy. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for hanging out with us and for joining me for this special coffee break with Amy Sloan from Humility and Doxology. If this is your first time joining us, you can find me at my new and improved website, coffeewithcarry.org. I also share daily devotions and homeschooling tips at my Instagram account, coffeewithcarryconsultant. And don't forget to check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool in Step with God. If you're new to homeschooling or you're looking for ways to simplify and streamline your homeschooling, then this is a perfect book to read. If you heard something you like, then share our podcast with a friend who might be looking for some fresh ideas on homeschooling. And don't forget to check out Amy's podcast, Homeschool Conversations with Humility and Doxology. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing our podcast, book, and homeschool mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, our podcast, and my book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time.